as we venture into the murky waters of everything you've been told never to bring up at holiday dinner. You'll need a guide, someone you can trust, a battle-tested, common-sense leader who knows that an extra pair of dry socks just might save your life. That wise old sage has arrived, and he is shouting the Schmidt Show battle cry. Schmidt heads unite! Hello, hello, hello. I am your host, Brett Schmidt. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I almost wanted to give the phone number for my uh, for my <laughs> for other place for my terrestrial radio show. Good afternoon, evening, morning, whenever it is that you're listening to this. And uh, I am Brad Schmidt. The other voice you heard is one that you probably recognize from the Ask Noah show. Of course, it's Noah Chalaya. Noah, thanks for uh, for hanging with me today. Hey, thanks for having me. This is uh, this is exciting stuff for me. Um, kicking off a brand new podcast this is a new venture for me, uh, new in in so many ways because I've never done any kind of broadcasting other than terrestrial traditional AM talk radio, and so this is hopefully is going to become kind of an extension of that where I'll be able to maybe put some of my extra content from what I do there here, sure, and and put it out there. You know, as they say, it's on the internet. It's there forever, right? right? I mean, people can download it for eternity, and and one day when I am a a cyborg that has been, you know, absorbed into the Borg, you know, five million years from now, people will still be downloading my my podcast. So um, I'm excited about this, and and I, I say my podcast, but this is really kind of our podcast. I sure. mean, you've done probably even more work on this than what I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been helping me get all the stuff going and all the, the tech stuff happening. And, and I, I've got some background in tech, but not even close to what you've got. Sure. And, and so I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm a, I'm a talk guy. I'm a passionate, you know, exciting. I love to talk about politics and that's going to be the thrust of, of this show. Um, I, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to do a whole lot of fluff stuff. I do like to have fun. I'm a, I am love to laugh. And one of the things that you'll get to know me or one of the ways you'll get to know me on the show here is the fact that I love people with a good sense of humor. I love sure. to laugh. I love to joke. I love comedians. I love, you know, it just if you can't laugh at, first of all, if you can't laugh at yourself, you're in trouble. But if you can't laugh at the world, it may be even worse because if you, it, you know, this is the old saying is if you, if you can't laugh, you'll end up crying. You know, I mean, you look around and you see the death and destruction and, and evil that seems to plague our world in so many ways. Um, it's, yeah, so I, I like to have fun. You know, one of the things that I'm probably going to talk about at some point is a bucket list. One of the very, very, very first interviews, I mean, literally within the first couple of days of ever doing radio, I interviewed a guy who had written a book about helping people live their bucket list. And and this is kind of one of those things for me, starting a podcast and, and reaching out into new realms of, of technology and ways to reach people in new and different ways. And so I'll probably talk about that at some point. But for the most part, I'm, I want to talk about politics from all kinds of ways. Um, of course, I have my ideologies and the things that I believe, and, and I will vigorously and passionately explain those things and defend those things. Um, but I will also invite people who disagree with me, probably mm-hmm. more so 
um, than folks that will agree with me. Because I mean, I can I can sit all day long and have people pat me on the back and tell me how awesome I am and how much how wonderful I am. But but for a a podcast for for any kind of show at all, really. That gets boring really fast. It becomes if, an echo chamber. Right. It just becomes an echo chamber. So I love it when people call in and argue with me and debate with me. And, and I will get passionate and I will yell and shout and scream. And, and they'll yell and shout and scream and back at me. And, and our voices will get raised. And uh, <laughs> I, my voice gets higher pitched the more excited and the more passionate I get. Sure. <laughs> so I, you'll hear that. And, and, and uh, I hope, and, and one of my, my, biggest desires for this podcast is that it will be something that people will call in and argue with me and get me excited and get me wound up and get me passionate and that they'll be passionate and in, in arguing with me. And of course, I, you know, I, I'm certainly willing to listen to people that say, Hey, you know, I, I think you're right. And I think that's a great idea and we should move forward with that. And, you know, I, I want some of that as well, but you know, I, I really, really look forward to the passionate, vigorous debate, because it's those kinds of situations and it's those kinds of, of, um, of discussions, I think that move the ball down the field. And, and so those are the kind of things that I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be working on interviews. I love to have guests and, and, and pick people's brains about stuff. One of the ones that I'm already working on, we were hoping to have it ready for the very first episode, what we're doing right now. But uh, of course, working with congressmen and, and senators and things like that, it gets a little bit uh, sketchy on, on sure. schedules and things like that. So we're just not able to get that out today. But another one that I'm working on, and and just by sheer happenstance and luck, I, d I don't have all these connections, but a friend of mine who happens to have a connection with Dan Bongino. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, Dan Bongino. I'm, I'm still, you know, fingers crossed. I don't want to promise that I've got him coming. Uh, or or anything like that because it's it's still in the very very early stages. But I was mentioning to him. So Dan's written a new book and he's got this new book coming out. And so I'm hoping, if nothing else, just to get him on to to simply plug his book. You know, sure. Tell us about what he. The guy's got a fascinating story. Even if you don't agree with his politics, he's got a fascinating story. He was a former uh, Secret Service agent, I believe, and I might be wrong on this, but I believe he was like a he was like on Hillary Clinton's detail. Okay. I think I like I said I might be wrong on that. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh he's uh, he's got a fascinating story and he's he's just as passionate as I am and and doesn't pull any punches. So looking forward to that kind of stuff. I've got a friend who's running for Congress right now. I plan to have him on. Uh I plan to do a lot of of um interviews. I've had I've interviewed everybody from Mike Lee, the senator from from Utah to Ted Cruz and Carly Fiorina when they were running for president. Um, I've had uh, former tenry, former Attorney General uh, John Ashcroft on. I think it was the Attorney General. Yeah, he was Attorney General. I had John Ashcroft on on my terrestrial show uh, a while back, and so I'm just looking forward to to uh, taking the time not only to have these guests on and and talk about the various political things, but also to to give the the listeners. And of course, this particular episode isn't live because we're. We're kind of getting things kicked off and, sure. and figuring out how this things work. And one of the reasons we're we're not live is because my terrestrial radio show is from three to six Monday through Friday. Right. And traditionally, this time slot has been the the five thirty on Wednesday, um, and that obviously because I'm on the air doesn't work right to do it here. So we're going to be moving it probably. Um, I, I'm thinking off the top of my head. I'm thinking maybe a Monday morning release time and and do it live on monday morning and and 
you know, give the people who tune into the podcast live an opportunity to interact with these people. Sure. You know, you, as the regular Joe listening to a podcast, you may not have an opportunity to ask questions of a sitting congressman, of a sitting senator, or even a presidential candidate. I actually, I think I had three different presidential candidates, two kind of nobodies. One was like the Constitution Party guy, and mm-hmm. one was some other independent guy or whatever. Um, you know, so those the regular Joe who's downloading a podcast, driving down the highway on their way to work some morning, they may not have opportunity to interact with some of these people. So my hope is that I'll give, you know, a little bit more access. And that's one of the great things about the internet and doing these kind of shows, uh, as opposed to, you know, your, your big name nationally syndicated shows where you try to call into some of right. these shows and, you know, you can call for a month and get nothing but a busy signal. Yeah. And then at one time you get through and the call screener says, no, nah, sorry, we don't want to talk about that. And you don't right. get through anyway. So it's, it's, that's kind of my hope is to, uh, is to give people some, some better access. Um, I, I plan on talking about a lot of what I believe and, and I have kind of six principles that I, that I kind of run all of my decision-making processes as far as it relates to politics. Will I vote for this person? You know, what, where do I stand on that particular Mm -hmm. policy or whatever? I kind of run it all through these six principles. And, and so we're going to, I'm going to spend some time. I might do just a series of shows on each individual one because they're, they're, they're fairly simple concepts and they're fairly simple ideologies, but they can get, very, very complicated. Like, for example, one of them uh, is, and these are not original to me. I, I mean, I would love to, I would love to claim that I'm so smart that I came up with these. But the truth is, um, these are these are thoughts that have come from from much, much smarter individuals. And and I'm I'm going to simply give you kind of my my take on them. Uh, but one of the ones is kind of the first one is that it, it's there's the there's a natural law within in the world and and sometimes you know those in the christian world and i'm a former pastor as well so uh those in the christian world they always kind of or they often want to uh kind of confuse or or combine the idea of a natural law with god's law now the 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 struggle with that is just because it's natural law doesn't mean that i'm talking about the the you know the the law of god you know, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, all that kind of stuff. But the truth is, all of those laws, God's laws, are always in line with natural law. Because, in my opinion, if in you know whether you believe this or not, is, is fine with me. This is what I believe: that God created nature and the natural law, and so therefore, it makes perfect sense that that all of the natural laws are in line with God's law. You know, we don't have mm-hmm. to, you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be uh, a religious person of any kind to recognize that there is a natural law that tells us murder is bad for society. Right. You know, if you allow for society to just rampantly murder your neighbor for whatever reason, we realize very quickly that that goes badly in a hurry and, and things are just going to be a mess. If we don't have property rights laws, if we don't say that I paid this amount of currency for that particular product, it is now my product and you don't have the legal right to steal it. If we don't have laws against theft, well, then it goes very quickly 
the world will develop or will devolve into chaos and society breaks down and all those sorts of things. So it's kind of like the adult version of the golden rule. Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to teach people that, that you just, you go, Oh, well, yeah, of course that it's makes natural common sense Mm -hmm. that stealing is bad. You know, you don't have to even be like, say any sort of religious individual to, to come to that conclusion. It just makes natural sense. And so what, that's one of those things that, you know, is this particular law, is this particular policy, is it in line with natural law? And that manifests itself in a lot of ways, whether it's biologically with some of the the transgender stuff that comes up throughout the the discussion of politics, whether it's uh, homosexuality and and homosexual marriage issues that come up, a lot of these discussions have this have this concept of natural law within them. Even even things as as seemingly um, mundane as you know, are we going to increase? our sales tax a few percent or a half a percent in order to fund this project. Well, does the, first of all, does the project fit within natural law? You know, does the, does, is it, is it violating property rights laws and those sorts of, or, or, or and not even really property rights laws, but property rights ideologies. I mean, what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. Mm-hmm. That's just common sense. Now, we can have a discussion about how, what I can do with what's mine. Like if I own a gun, that's my gun and you should not be allowed to take it from me. But just because it's my gun doesn't mean I go get to go out and indiscriminately start murdering people. Right. Because that also violates, you know, so there's, there's some, there's some discussion to be had there. So that's one, that's one of the, the major things that I'll uh, talk about throughout the, the course of the podcast. I, you know, I'm not sure as far as length, I, you know, I see there's some podcasters out there, you know, the one that I can think of that, that sticks out most of all is Joe Rogan. And I use him as an example quite a bit, but that guy can put on a, a three-hour podcast, right. and you're riveted. Yeah. I mean, you you sit and you listen to all of it, you know. But then I've heard other podcasts where I'm ten minutes in and I'm going, I can't wait to get out of this. You know, I'm I'm shutting it off and finding something else. So I'm not sure where I'm going to go for as far as a length of time. I don't think I've got the horsepower just yet to be putting out a three-hour podcast sure. every day uh, well, or every week. So the, the, your your other job might speak otherwise, right? Like spitting fire for three hours is not something you have a f- problem with. Well, no, but it's 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 also a little bit of a different format. I get to take That's true. I get to take commercial breaks and I get to yeah. kind of change topics and and things like that. So yeah, I'm just I'm really looking forward to having a good time with this. I'm I'm looking forward to having you be a part of it with me. Um, I guess technically we're calling it the Schmidt Show, but it's not just me. I mean, there's there's you and and all of the people that you've already introduced me to that are kind of behind the scenes uh, that are going to hopefully help make this a a uh, a successful venture. And and of course the listeners, the people that download the podcast, the people that listen to it live once we finally get it mm-hmm. on a schedule where we can we can produce it live and and the chat rooms and the 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 call-ins. And we are going to have a phone number. We don't have it yet, but it's a really great phone number and this is one of those ones that you introduced me to a guy who knows the thing or a guy or stuff or whatever about yeah, well, phone numbers. Mike, he owns Vox Telesis, so he he owns a phone company. Okay, so yeah. Vox Telesis is the is the I mean, you introduced me to him and he got us all set up with a telephone and the telephone number is it's going to be once we go live, it's going to be 866 766 
1776. I mean, how great of a phone number is that? It's yeah. like there's all kinds of sixes in there, and and for for you ultra uber religious people, it might find feel a little satanic, but it's not. <laughs> I promise, it's not that kind of the thing. The pastor gives yeah. it his approval. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So there's there's nothing really satanic about it, but there is a little bit of a patriotic, you know, kind of a uh, a tribute or or a reference to our our patriotic history as a, as a nation with the last four digits being 1776 but it's easy it's going to be a really 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 easy number to remember um we'll have you know live email and and text messaging and chat rooms all that stuff i'm sure i'm not that's kind of your deal Listen, you know how to make your, all that your work your job is to <laughs> decide what you want to do my yeah. job as the technical facilitator is just yeah. to say yes boss and make it happen yeah. so if you want all that stuff we have all that stuff you know and i don't know i don't know how all this as it stands now i'm not necessarily looking to to you know become a millionaire off of this i i know a lot of guys make a bunch of money on podcasts and things like that with patreon and with sponsors and and all that kind of thing and and i suppose one day you know maybe i'd love to to maybe turn this into a living and 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 get paid to do it but as it is right now i'm just doing it because i love politics and i love talking with people and i love sharing what i believe to be the right way Sure. Yeah. <laughs> to do yep. politics and and public policy and and things like that and so there's going to be several times where people will call in or will chime in in the chat room or whatever and and I'm going to tell them they're wrong and then I'm going to explain to them why they're wrong right. and and then they're going to go away and they're still going to be disagreeing with me but <laughs> but, but they'll be wrong so it won't but matter. they'll be wrong so it won't <laughs> matter and and we'll be having we'll be having a lot of fun with all of this and and so yeah it's just going to be a, a really good time so uh you, you know what let me be, let's maybe try to do this a little bit um i was thinking maybe you could ask me a couple of questions things that that as a because you, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that you will also be a listener and a subscriber to the podcast. I'm, I, listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. As the guy who's at the RSS feed up, I am the first subscriber You're already to the Schmidt yeah. Show because <laughs> I have to watch and make sure that everything is working. You have to make sure it's working. So, so what kind of things? I mean, you've you listened to to the show previously. It was called Unfilter, is the show that we're kind of replacing, and yeah, and and I don't want to even say replacing because it's it's just a new show. We're doing right. a new show. Um, and, and I didn't, I didn't get the opportunity to get to know Chris or any of that kind of stuff, but right. by all accounts, I hear he's a great guy and, and what he did and what they did with the show was awesome and all that. But, right. uh, we're just kind of transitioning into something new. So as a, as a guy who listens to a lot of podcasts and I've seen your, I've seen your, your app and yep. I've seen all the podcasts that you subscribe to, what do you want to hear out of a political podcast? What kind of yeah. things do you want to, to see from Something like this. So I'll, I'll just back up just a little bit. So I think what, so to, to, to give the tie to Unfilter, I think what it was was originally when, when Chris pulled the plug on Unfilter, they decided that show had to come to an end. Every show kind of has a natural point where it's, it's done. And right. the, the trick is, especially in podcasting, is to stop doing shows before you hit that point so mm. that you leave the audience wanting more. And uh, we heard a lot from the community that said, we like the product that is unfiltered. We like that show and we want something to replace it or to continue with it. And so I, and so when when Chris and I were talking and he said, you know, do you know anybody that would be interested in in kind of filling this gap? And I was trying to think of somebody who has a passion for politics, mm-hmm. will take both sides of an argument and present it, even if you don't agree with one side, even right. if you agree with the other side, will take one side of it and say, I want to present both of it and I'll acknowledge both sides. And if there is 
a better argument out there or if there is another side to it, you're willing to hear that other side. And so that kind of set a couple of things in motion. Well, we got to have some form of way for an audience to participate, which I think people in Unfilter have wanted for a long time is the ability to call in and have mm. a discussion, say you're wrong and let me explain why you're wrong. Yeah. You know, and so and one of the things that I respect about you is you'll always hear another side. Like just the other night we were out at dinner. Well, you were at dinner and uh, and you and I had a disagreement about something. And, and you said, well, here is here's why you're wrong about this. And I said, well, I would challenge that a little bit. And, and I would say this. And you kind of listen. We go back and forth. And even if we walk away from the conversation, right. we don't agree about it. At least we've had the discussion and yeah. somebody else hearing that discussion can uh, can take what what they want out of it. So I guess that's a really long-winded way of saying, I think what I'd like to see out of the show is the ability to at least understand both sides of an argument, right. even if you're strongly opinionated on one side. See, and and, and I'm glad you bring that up because I, I mentioned the the idea of the belief in a transcendent order, a, a natural law, that sort of thing. The, the right. se- kind of the second canon, the second principle that I follow. Um, and, and for those that are politically astute, you'll recognize these. Sure. Um, but but the, the second one says, affection for the proliferating variety and mystery of of human existence and and the idea is that essentially that there is this this beautiful and and magnificent variety and diversity in humanity and and sadly the the concept of diversity has been kind of hijacked sure. by by the social justice warrior crowd and and you'll find I'm just going to be straight up honest you'll find from me that I really have a, a a significant disdain for the social justice warrior crowd. Sure, um, but the 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 this pro, this variety and the mystery of humanity that that you are who you are. You're Noah. I'm right. Brad. You have your you know you have not only your family background and your your experience growing up in 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 North Dakota like I have, but you've also got this really cool you know kind of backstory of your dad not being from you know being born in North Dakota and and ha- and his experience growing up but yet your mom was and and that experience growing up mm-hmm. and I have this experience of both of my parents growing up in North Dakota and and you know I'm a essentially I'm a dumb redneck hick from North Dakota I really I mean that's that that's really that's me I mean I'm I'm a dumb redneck hick from North Dakota who ended up in Colorado Springs going to a Bible college and becoming a pastor and now I'm here doing you know this. You skipped over like thirty-five jobs <laughs> in, 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 right. between there. But, but there's so we each have this unique experience that makes us who we are, right. and and because of that, you have a view of this particular issue that I don't have. And if I'm if I'm even remotely honest with myself, I have to step back and go, all right, I, I didn't live that experience, and until this moment, I thought that this was the way it was. But because of the experience that you've had, because of the wisdom and the knowledge that you've got and gained through your life experience, I can go, oh, well, I guess I hadn't really quite considered it from that point of view. Or it's just something that you've simply learned a different language to or a a different set of terminologies that that you describe something And, and from the from the Christian world, uh, as a former pastor, there's always the discussion of Wesleyan, you know, Arminian Wesleyan theology versus, you know, Calvinist theology. And a lot of times, if you really kind of step back and read it, it's simply a, in some cases, of course, not all, because there is some, definitely some differences in the theologies, but a lot of times it's, it's the terminologies that they use to describe the same thing. I call it a red car. You call it a, a, 
you know, a, a fire engine red car. And it's, in the end, it's a red car. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I'm not, I'm colorblind, so I don't use colors very well. But <laughs> so, but you know, I mean, you described something and we're describing the exact same thing and we're both correct. Right. It's just a different terminology yeah, sure. or different perspective. So that's one of the, the fun things about that. And so, and that's why I want so badly to hear from people who disagree with me. Right. And who, who will, will challenge me on my belief because first of all, it makes me smarter, mm-hmm. but also um, it's just fun sometimes to argue with people, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that as well. Um, here's another interesting thing that, that one of the other kind of the, the canons, the third one, is that there's a conviction that a civilized society requires order and classes as against the notion of a classless society. And so the, 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 the problem with having a classless society where everybody is even and equal and, and the same, it, it, it creates this level of boredom and mundacity that, that can't be uh, that just, in my opinion, can't be part of our, our societal, uh, experience. We have to have, um, these classes and, and the problem with, with that ideology is if you don't take the time to really dive into it and explain what that means, people go, Oh, you're, you want to separate people into these classes and say the rich people have to stay with the rich people and the poor people have to stay with the poor people. Well, it's, it's not that we, we need various classes of society. We need intellectuals that teach in universities and teach, um, the, the, the processes of law and medicine and all of those sorts of things. We need those people to be a a, a healthy functioning society, but we also need plumbers and electricians and, and construction workers and, and civil engineers and, and those sorts of things. But even beyond that, we also need people who will, you know, clean the toilets and sweep the floors and, and, you know, make the beds in the hotel that we stay in and, and all of those sorts of, of, classes now those are occupational classes and there's all sorts of other kinds of classes and and you know we need a ruling class of people now the great thing about living in the united states and 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 where i live and i'm sure there will hopefully be people downloading this podcast from around the world but the 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 great part of the country that i live in living in the united states is that you can move from one class to another you can start out as an electrician and you can move into the 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 next class up of of being a a business owner and starting an electrician's business and then hiring other electricians to work for you and then maybe one day you know branching out into franchising electrical companies and things like that and then one day you just decide hey i've been successful as an electrician i've made a good living for myself i've helped other people make a good living for themselves i want to become a part of the ruling class the 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 leadership class and so i'm going to start a campaign and i'm going to run for congress i'm going to run for the senate or i'm going to run for the governor of my state or whatever it is that i'm going whatever political class that i'm going to uh, jump into and you can move up the ladder. And after you've become a senator, after you've become a congressman, you can retire and you can then, you know, move back down a class. And I, and I say down, it's not necessarily a, 
a level of importance or priority kind of thing, but it's it's a it's a it's a place where you can uh, find your niche to help you be the best person that you can be, which helps in the end make our society, makes our community and our country just a better, more functional place. We have to have that one. Um, one of the other canons, and and I'm, I'm, I say these just to kind of give you a precursor is what you can expect in the coming weeks and months and years as this podcast grows and becomes whatever it becomes, is this is who I am. These are the things that that I use to to make my decisions on policy, to make my decisions on who which politician I'm going to vote for. Take what I use to make the positions um, of my... Um, just the life decisions that I make and what I believe in as a human being, as an individual. Um, the fourth one is that there's a persuasion that freedom and property are closely linked. If I have no right to my own property, I have no freedom. And, and that goes in a million different directions. And that's probably one of the most difficult ones to really, really lay out. It was said that separating property from private possession um, if you do that, then the chaos and the, the, the mess of society becomes kind of the master of us all. And, and we end up, uh, we end up losing our individuality and devolve into, you know, group think and, and it just becomes a mess in general. Um, the fifth one is that a faith in prescription and a distrust of sophisters, calculators, and economists. And that one's kind of a, a bunch of big words in that. But essentially what it means is just because you have a, uh, a title behind your name, it doesn't mean that you're better. You know, just because you're in a particular class doesn't mean your um, vote or your viewpoint is more important than anyone else's. And then the last one is recognition that change may not be salutary reform. And it says this hasty innovation may be a devouring conflagration rather than a torch of progress. Change for the sake of change is not good. If you're just changing because you want to change something, it, you're, you're going to end up in, in the end making a mess of everything. So what you, what you really want to do is change for the right reasons. Now, if, if I'm, if I'm, I'm not, I'm five, 10 ish on a good day and about 195 pounds. Now, if I was five, 10 and 170 pounds where I probably should be. And I said, you know, what? I just need to lose some weight because, well, that's the thing to do. I just need to change my body. I need to, to lose some more weight. Um, I would begin to move very quickly towards an unhealthy level of, of, body mass index or whatever the the numbers they use. So just changing to change is not always good. If I'm, if I'm healthy and fit at 170 pounds and go, well, I just need to put on some weight. You know, my, my buddy's 5'10 and he weighs 220, but he's solid muscle and he runs marathons or whatever. Well, if I just start, you know, gobbling down a bunch of pizzas, burgers and French fries so I can put on some weight, that's not a good change. That's just changing for the purpose of change. So, uh, so that's kind of that's kind of me. That's kind of who I am as far as it relates to um, the way I approach the world in in the issues of politics and policy and and things like that. And so, I kind of run pretty much everything I believe about well life in general, really, kind of through those six canons of 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 ideological thought. 
So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of me and, and where I plan to, to go with all of this. We'll talk about everything from, uh, you know, transgender issues and gay marriage to presidential things and congressional things. And we'll talk about Nancy Pelosi and, and, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Nancy. We'll tell Nancy. We'll talk, (laughs) we'll talk about Nancy Pelosi and, and Paul Ryan. And we'll talk about Mitch McConnell and, and the other guy from Nevada that I can't remember his name and don't really care about. Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer. There you go. That's the guy. Because he just needs to go away. But that's a different story for another day. But, yeah, that that's uh, so that's kind of where where I'm at with, with most of this as it relates to politics. Um, I didn't do a lot of prep on any individual topics for today because I, I didn't want to try and uh, jump right into that world of craziness and and chaos you know i so that's kind of what i'm thinking for how this whole podcast thing goes um like i said i'm hoping to have some really cool interviews coming up um i've i've had the 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 luck i guess i i don't want to say luck because i don't believe a lot happens in this world because of luck i've had the pleasure Mm -hmm. of doing some really cool interviews one of the one of the most fun interviews i did was with a guy named todd herman Mm-hmm. who is a talk show host out of uh, Seattle. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he actually he's actually filled in for Rush Limbaugh before. Um, and so having, having an opportunity to talk with him um, was eye-opening, to say the least. Being mm-hmm. from here in the middle of nowhere, North Dakota, um, where we are still a fairly traditional kind of community. I mean, mm-hmm. we're still – there's not a whole lot of, of the, the kind of the really – um, crazy kind of out there. We don't have transgender bathrooms, right? We just don't. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's plastic straw is still legal here. Yeah, it's still, still ha- automatic and, plastic straw dispensers yep. even. And everybody I know, um, I shouldn't say everybody. Uh, probably eighty percent of the people I know are either hunting enthusiasts or they carry some sort of weapon in a pocket or a holster or mm-hmm. in their car or something somewhere. And it, I mean, we're just a pretty traditional kind of. Uh, community, but Todd, being from Seattle, was uh, was telling me that they were going to they had they called it I think they were going to call it an employee tax. So every business that employed um, over a certain number of employees was going to be required to pay like a three hundred dollar or seven hundred dollar per head tax on right. on their and Amazon, of course, being headquartered there, um, they were going to be one of the ones hit the hardest by it. Uh, and the idea was to help fund. Um, you know, homeless shelters and things like that, which on the surface sounds like a great idea. Everybody right. wants to help out folks that are down and out, right? Nobody wants to, you know, see people die in the street or anything like that. But the 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 the, the somewhat strange thing about that was that Amazon at their headquarters building has actually built like a twenty million dollar homeless shelter right into their their headquarters building. Mm-hmm. Like they they planned ahead for this, so they're they're not only spending. 10 or $20 million or whatever the number was for their, for on their building for that very purpose. Now they're being punished by the city of Seattle or the state of, of Washington or whatever it was um, with this per employee tax. And so um, in, in having that discussion with him, I actually asked him, I said, I said, these people actually exist. And he kind of chuckled. He goes, Oh no. He said, they exist and they're coming your way. You know, and so this was this was kind of one of those interesting, you know, eye-opening experiences. You know, seeing the world from 
a different perspective. I just kind of assumed, oh, that's that's just the crazy Californians, right? That's just right. the wacko nuts out out on the on the West Coast. And and he said, no, no, no. He said they're 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 actually here mm-hmm. and they're heading your direction. And so be aware, you know. Sure. And so. Yeah, so and that maybe gives you a little bit of insight into where I stand on on most political issues, and and we'll develop that. Uh, I don't hide who I am. I, I'm not going to uh, pretend that I'm something I'm not. Right. But I don't want that to be the focus. Oh, you're that guy. You're the you're this label. You're that label. And, Labels take away nuance. Right. And, yep. and 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 that's and you when you told me that the other day for the first time, Noah, that really. For me, that was that was when that was one of those moments where wow, I never thought it from, of it from that perspective. But it really does. Labels take away nuance. It it it's it eliminates an entire other label from being a part of what we're doing here. Right. And I don't want to do that. Now, like I said, I'm going to vigorously and passionately defend the things that I say and the things that I believe. But I, I want to invite you to first of all maybe change my mind. Or, or bring me new information and new knowledge or wisdom that I didn't have before. Right. Now, that's not going to happen very often because as, as smart as a guy like me is, I mean, you just got... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... it's it, I also, that's one of the other things you'll learn is I've got a huge ego, you know, and I've said this... You to, have to have a right, huge ego to yeah. do... I, and I've said this. I do three hours of, of terrestrial radio every day, Monday through Friday, and I, I, I literally, I go on the air for three hours a day and tell people what they're supposed to believe about the news that they're hearing about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a reporter. I'm an opinion guy. I, I, I'm an op-ed guy, whatever. I, I will tell you what you're supposed to believe about what you just watched on Fox News and CNN and MSNBC. And if you don't believe what I've told you to believe, you're just wrong. And so <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm going to passionately explain to you why you're wrong. Because most of the time, as one of my liners says, I know why you're wrong before you even open your mouth. So it's just going <laughs> to be. And if you want to challenge that and you want to learn why you're wrong, you can call 866-766-1776. Right. So that's, yeah, that's the whole thing is you can, you can call in, you can join in the chat room, and then I'll explain to you why you're wrong. So at least you'll know <laughs> why, why you're so, wrong. So the next Brett Schmidt you encounter, you won't make the same mistake twice. Right. Yeah. So you, you, you can then go home and, and think about what you've done and, and come back the next day with a, a hundred sentences that says I will not challenge the teacher ever again in class. I actually, the long, <laughs> interesting story that has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but one of the things, I got in trouble a lot when I was in school, and I will never forget, I had a seventh grade math teacher, eighth grade math teacher. Mr. Johnson was his name. And, of course, when I was a kid, gum in school was not allowed. Like, you, like apparently it's not a problem anymore. Oh, Kids, I would, well, I think gum and pop and, you know, yeah. Everything but soy butter sandwiches is banned from schools now. <laughs> like my 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 son was telling me when he was because now my son actually does online school. He he doesn't go to a public school. He does like an online private school thing. Um, and when he was in middle school, it was totally fine for him to chew gum in class. And I like I was so anyway. I was I had a, a thousand sentences I had to write, and I still remember I will not chew gum in Mr. Johnson's seventh period math class, one thousand times. I will not chew gum in Mr. Johnson's seventh period math. Did your penmanship improve or decrease? Oh, it totally declined. Okay. The, the, right. the, the first five, six hundred, they were legible. Mm-hmm. The last 400, not so much. 
So I actually got to the point where I was just writing a column of eyes, then a column of will. Oh, that's smart. Then a column so you of hack not. the you hack the thing. You're right. like he's like you're like it's more efficient to get my muscle memory to write eyes. Yep. And then I could just go all the way yep. up and down the page. All the way every page. It took, I, I don't remember. I th- I think I had thirty sentences per per page. So whatever mm-hmm. the math works out to that, a thousand divided by thirty, what three hundred. I knew how many pages I had and yeah, so it was yeah, it was anyway, it was a mess. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the kind of forward out of the box thinking you can expect <laughs> on this program. But yeah, it was it was uh it I've had a, a lot of life experience too to to kind of give a quick bio of who I am. Like I said, I grew up in North Dakota here. My best friend's dad uh had a cattle ranch from when I was like twelve years old till I graduated high school. My best friend's dad had a cattle farm and I, I grew up working. I learned how to, you know, castrate calves and and do all of the the cattle farming stuff. We would give them shots and pellets and all kinds of stuff and ear tags and cut horns. And I've eaten Rocky Mountain oysters and and all that kind of stuff. And had a had an old Chevy pickup with uh, with four wheel drive and a gun rack in the back window and a cowboy hat when I was in high school. And I had a big belt buckle of that whole thing. And and uh, ended up graduating high school, got married, and my wife and I moved to Colorado in 1998, August of 98. Uh, went to Bible college, became a pastor, moved back to North Dakota in 2006. Um, I had a million jobs in between because I worked my way through college. Uh, I, I jammed uh, four years of a, of a Bible, biblical studies degree into eight years. I uh, was kind of on the Noah plan, you know, the 40 years in the desert or the Moses plan. And I saw you sitting there and I said, called you Noah on the Moses plan, 40 years of wandering in the desert. But, um, yeah, so came back here in 06, pastor to church, uh, for about, uh, four and a half years and kind of stumbled into terrestrial radio. Um, actually met you, Noah, through Facebook. I believe you added me as a friend on Facebook or yep. a re- a requested a friend on Facebook. And and now here we are. And now, like I say, now that's 20 years of or 20 plus years of, of history kind of jammed into how I got to doing this. But I've right. always been passionate about politics. The first election I ever voted in, presidential election, was uh, Bob Dole, Bill Clinton. And uh, I believe Ross okay, Perot sure. was was part of that whole debacle and yep. and everything there that happened. He had, I don't remember, was it someone that kidnapped his daughter and told him to to he had to withdraw from the race or they would kill his daughter or something. And so then he gets his daughter back and he jumps back in the race. I don't remember which. Because I think he ran a couple of times. It's sure, been a long sure. time since I remember all of that stuff. But yeah, so that was you know one of my very first elections, the or, uh, voting cycles. Actually, one of the very first experiences I had with any kind of talk radio, and of course back then podcasting wasn't even a thing because you know my first computer was a Tandy 1000 HX that had a <laughs> uh, a floppy drive and no hard drive. Five and a quarter, five and five and a quarter inch or one point forty four. I had a dual floppy drive i had both i had a three and a half inch and a five and a quarter and i played i play i actually our school had apple two e's i think and i actually wrote some of my own games played karatika and taipan and some of these others so but anyway yeah um that the very first experience i ever had with talk radio i think it was 16 17 years old rush limbaugh had just kind of made you know the 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 scene and was was becoming nationally syndicated and kind of making the name for who he is today. Right. And I know it's like I said, 16, 17 years old. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I called into his show. So he was um, wrong and you had to correct him. 
well, actually, he had he corrected me and made me who I am because at that point, I just uh, Clinton's probably fine. I mean, I don't know sure. anything. I'm a 15, 16 year old kid. I don't know anything about politics. So Clinton's probably a good dude. And and so I called into Russia's show to to let him know that after I had done some research and digging that I didn't think Clinton was the right guy. And and listening to some of what he said and 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 some of what he told us through the airwaves, I was a I became a ditto head at you know 16, 17 years old. Sure. And so I called in and I actually got through and actually got to talk to Rush Limbaugh live on the air at like I said, 16, 17, maybe I was even 18 by then. I don't remember, but, um, yeah, that was my first experience. And then, um, my first kind of foray into politics back in the nineties when I was in high school, uh, governor Ed Schaefer of North Dakota did these, um, he did these kind of capital for a day events where he would okay. come to small towns in North Dakota and he came to our small town and they set it up in the school in the, in the gym. And so one of the things that, that each class got to do was they got to select a, a class member or classmate sure. to ask one question of the governor. Yep. And so of course they said, well, who should we ask in my class? Who should we ask? And who should, who should be allowed to ask? And everybody in the whole class turns around and points at me and <laughs> Schmidt needs to ask. He's the guy. Cause I was, I mean, even then I was, you developed a reputation. Yeah, I, I developed a, an excitement for politics and a, and a, and so, um, so yeah, I got to ask the governor. That was my first uh, foray into politics. I got to ask the governor one question. Um, and of course my teacher, my physics teacher, Mr. Dan Wold was his name. He, uh, Mr. Wold. And he said that he, you know, he had a whole list of things. He said, he can't ask about this. He can't ask about this. He can't mm. ask about that. I'm like, well, then. What, what can I ask we, about? That's yeah. dumb. That was, those are like the three things I want to ask about. He's right. like, no, those are scandals or, you know, I don't remember they were scandals, but, you know, those are kind of, you know, we're trying, you don't need to be rude and whatever. And so I'm like, well, those are the things, those are the political things that actually matter. And so I think I asked him about, you know, what are you going to do to help make education in North Dakota better, some stupid thing like that. So. And there's some PR secretary that was around there and was like, good, the list worked. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the right they questions. sent it out prior to, yeah, <laughs> don't let the kids ask about this question. So, yeah, but that was that was kind of my uh, first jump into pol politics. Now, interestingly enough, 20 years down the road, I'm doing a live radio show at, on local AM radio, and Ed Schaefer becomes the... Uh, the the temporary what do they call him the the interim president of the university here in town, mm -hmm. and I get to do an interview live in the studio with former Governor Ed Schaefer, and it kind of all came back around and and I was able to ask him some of those questions. Did you really? I didn't do it. I didn't do it on the air because I didn't I didn't yeah. want to bring up a bunch of junk from twenty years ago. But I did. I, I told him the story off the air. I said I was sure. going to ask about this and I was going to ask about that, and he kind of chuckled. He goes. Yeah, he says I probably would have given you some politician answer yeah. anyway. So, but yeah, he's a, he really is a former Governor Schaefer. Actually, he's a really great guy and and a good solid dude and and did a lot of really great stuff for our our state. So, yeah, so that's kind of me. Um, here I am, and and we're now doing a podcast and and moving things forward. Um, I'm really excited about this, and that's one of the things that I want to ask. You, the the listener, the downloader. I'm not sure what you would call it on my radio listener. show. They're listener yeah. on podcasts. They're, you know, I don't I know. I just call them listeners. Listeners, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> listeners. That's kind of one of the things that I would ask you, the listener, as we move forward is, what do you want from this? What are, you know, because one of the things that I learned in, in terrestrial radio is that the show is called The Schmidt Show. 
but it's really your show. As a listener, it's your show, it, and and I do what I do for you. Now, now I that's kind of a weird line and some you know some weird kind of behind the scenes things there that that I don't want to get into, but I want to make it something that's interesting to you, but I also don't want to abandon who I am. So I want to, you tell me, what do you want? Do you want more interaction? Do you want to do more phone call stuff? Would you rather have me just do interviews with, you know, new and exciting people? Would, you know, what kind of things are you looking for as a listener uh, from the podcast? And, and what can I do to facilitate those things? So those are some of the questions we'll be asking as we go along. And, and I will ask for your help in, in sharing the podcast and in getting it out to your friends and going on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Reddit and Instagram and all of the other social media platforms, um, to, to share you know, go to go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Show. Go to my Reddit page. It's I've got a Reddit or a subreddit for me, or maybe I'm just a user. I don't even, I just, I love Reddit, but I don't do it's a great whole, way to kill a lot of time. Yeah, I don't do a whole lot on Reddit. I just follow a lot of subreddits that I find interesting. Um, you know, so I'm on Reddit. I'm on Instagram. I actually have an Instagram account that I've had for like three years, um, something like that. I've never posted a single picture to Instagram. Hey, I, I can help with that because <laughs> while you've been recording the episode, I've been taking some pictures. It could be the first thing you ever posted. The to Instagram. very, it could very be first the, thing. The beginning I'm, of the Schmidt Show podcast. I'm on. I'm on. Uh, I'm on Snapchat, and it's all. I, I'm sure we'll get all of these links eventually up on the website because we've also got the Schmidtshow.com, and we'll, so we'll have all the links for these. But pretty much, if you search for Schmidt Show or the Schmidt Show or whatever, I'm on Twitter. It's all under the Schmidt show of, uh, in one form or another, I've tried to try to make, I've kind of tried to make that as uniform as possible, but unfortunately some of these various platforms of, of social media have different naming conventions sure. that they wouldn't allow me to have the Schmidt show all one word for all of them. Right. I've tried to do that, but it's you all that are, if you're, let's be honest, if you're downloading a podcast, yeah, you're, the, you're, uh, you're smart enough to figure that exactly, out. I don't need enough, to explain but, yeah, uh, all that. The, so. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at the Schmidt Show, Facebook.com slash Schmidt Show. If you want to download the show, podcast.theschmidtshow.com, podcast.theschmidtshow.com. You can also put that link right into Pocket Cast if you want to download and subscribe immediately, or you can just search the Schmidt right. Show. We're going to be in Google Play. We're going to be in Apple iTunes. We're going to be in Caster and TuneIn and Spotify and wherever else podcasts are sold. Right. Yeah. You know, we'll yeah. be there. So. Wherever. Yeah. Wherever podcasts are sold. Yeah. <laughs> check your local retailer. Um, one of the other things that this is kind of a silly thing, but a fun thing for me, the, the listeners of my terrestrial show uh, have become, and I don't know where it came from. I, I'd like to think it was organic, but maybe I mentioned something about it at some point, but they've kind of adopted the name Schmidtheads. If you're a listener of the Schmidt show, you're a Schmidthead. And so we've, I'm, we're in the works and, and trying to brainstorm some of this is, you know, coffee cups that maybe look like the, the poop emoji on your phone <laughs> and, and, <laughs> or a t-shirt with the poop emoji and says, I'm a proud Schmidthead or Schmidtheads unite or something like that. That is kind of the battle cry because one of the cool things that this is the other kind of cool thing that is that the power of, of, I will say broadcasting in general, because I'm, I'm convinced we could have done the same thing with a podcast as well. But back in September of last year, the, the hurricane that came through uh, Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. flooded Houston and a bunch of the other areas around Texas. We started kind of a long story how we got there, but we decided to do a, a bottled water drive. 
to to take down to Texas. And I also have a Class A CDL and drive semi as a as a third part time job. I, I fuel locomotives for the railroad, but I also have like I say a Class A CDL and and so we. Um, we got everybody together and I said, Hey, we're going to fill a semi with bottled water. And then I'm actually going to jump in the truck and I'm going to drive to Houston and deliver it to the Salvation Army in Houston, Texas. And Hold we- on. I haven't heard this story. I, just, I have to ask, where did you get a semi? Um, one of my listeners actually said, Hey, I, I got a truck. I can, I'll give you the truck. And he says, I know a guy that's got a trailer and he, he borrowed us the trailer. And so we literally just, uh, a listener said, I got a truck and somebody else said, I got a, I got a. A, a trailer and so we this went this is up- an incredible community story yeah oh yeah it's a community fantastic. building story because you got you yep. got these people that have a need down in texas and you sit out and you say on the radio say i have a cdl i got the license to operate this thing this guy goes well i got the truck this other guy goes i got the trailer Did somebody donate the water yeah so we actually <laughs> so we started out we I, I actually went to i went to a couple of like the local bottling and distributing companies here in town and said mm-hmm. hey will you just give us a semi load of water <laughs> And, and they're like, that's maybe, but you know, we got to deal. The, the problem with this was, so this is kind of the weird, so the frustration thing about regulations and government issues and stuff like that. The, the one bottling distributor that I went to, they said, we can't, we would love to, but we can't because if you take our bottled water here and drive it down to Texas, you've now crossed some weird boundary line with distributor deal or distributorship agreements and things like that, <sighs> that, that we could actually get in trouble because now we're encroaching on their territory and regulations and things like that. So government. Yes. Yeah. So it was kind of a weird thing, but we ended up, so what we did is I said, since I can't get just a whole semi load for somebody to give me, I went on the air and said, and we, we, I announced it on Friday afternoon, right before I went off the air, I said, we're going to be doing this. We're going to start Monday morning. Monday morning, we started requesting donations at one of the local grocery stores. All you had to do was go to the local grocery store, buy the water. The trailer was already parked in the parking lot and take it out there and and we'll accept it. In four hours, we had loaded an entire semi-load of water because people went in and said, I'm not just going to buy a 24-pack of bottled water. There was people that actually went in and said, an entire pallet of bottled water is only 300 and whatever dollars. That's what I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna buy a yeah. whole pallet of bottled water. Well, it's semi only holds like 21 pallets of water before you're overweight. Right. Well, so by, in four hours we had filled an entire semi load. So another guy who is a truck driver and owns his own truck says, "I've got another truck. If you can get another trailer, we'll take two. So, <laughs> so, so he shows up with his truck and and of course. Another listener who owns a company that rents trailers goes, hey, I got another trailer. Let's get it done. Right. So we ended up filling two entire semi loads of bottled water, took it down to Texas, and and we literally gave, I don't remember what the actual number was. It was because there's 12 bottles or 24 bottles in each package of water, and there was 44 packages on each pallet and 20 there's literally thousands and thousands and thousands of bottles of water that we delivered to the Salvation Army on you know a couple of days after Labor Day last year because of the power of community of community and broadcasting and so I'm not entirely certain where I was going with that story or why I brought that up but just those are the kinds of things that that I want to do with with a show like this though you know and I'm not Oh, that was the, the community. That that was the Schmidtheads unite. That was the battle cry. The Schmidtheads unite. Um, I want to, you know, I want to be able to say one day, hey, 
you know what? There's a hurricane in Texas and there's a bunch of people down there that are hurting and need some bottled water and Schmidt heads unite. Let's get this done. Let's get this handled. You know, those sorts of things. And, and now I, I, I can't claim all of the credit on that whole bottled water thing because it was our entire radio station. Sure. We have, we have not only our talk station, but we also had our country station, our, our hip hop station, our, uh, you know, adult contemporary station. They all joined in as well. So it wasn't just my radio show. It was just, it wasn't just me doing it all. And, and of course there's some background there with our community back in 1997, really bad flood here in town and really terrible things happened with flooded and buildings burning and people losing their homes and stuff like that. So that, that history um, of our community, they went, Hey, I remember back in 1997 when people came from Texas and wherever to help us out. Right. And here's our opportunity to help somebody else out. So it wasn't just me saying, Hey, let's get this done. That was part of it. That's kind of where it started. Um, but it, it evolved and became this awesome thing that our entire radio station got involved in and a community like the community that I live in just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Cause they went, Hey, we were there. We right. know what that's like. And we, we want to help, you know? And so anyway, that's, that's what I say. That's the Schmidt heads unite battle cry. You know, there's, there's going to be a time where we're going to maybe try to, to push some legislation. We want to, you know, I'm not saying we're going to become a lobbying company or anything like that, but Hey, let's, you know, make sure you call your local Senator. You know, here's the phone number 202 area code for Washington, DC. Call them and say, Hey, we need to get the past. We need to get this hearing protection act passed. We need to do this, or we need to stop that, or we need to, to confirm this judge or, or not confirm this judge or, you know, whatever it is. And, and Schmidt heads unite. Let's get this done. So, there's some of that as well. I suppose, Noah, we should probably uh, probably kind of bring it to a, a, a halt there and, and wrap things up here as we uh, as we finish up the very first episode of The Schmidt Show. Uh, I will say, I'll, I'll give this to you a little bit as the techie guy. Like you said, all of the feeds and all that kind of stuff. And when we go live, my plan is I want to have it being a live show by the by no later than the fifth episode we plan to do one episode a week as for now one episode a week and and my plan is my goal is to have at least um at least by the fifth show Mm -hmm. um a live show that the listeners will be able to call in text in chat room in whatever we come up with however all that stuff works that's on you. But how do they how do they reach us? Of course, the phone number will be 866-766-1766. But the like you said, Facebook and all of those were on, but the feeds and the downloads and the podcasts, how do they get it? The, 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 the best thing to do is go to theschmidtshow.com because that's where we're going to inform the audience. Now, to begin with, it's going to be kind of neat because we're going to release the first four episodes. <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to release the first four episodes in the unfilter feed. So okay. if you're subscribed to unfilter, you're just going to get the first four you're episodes. There. Those are free. After that, you got to work for it a little bit. So you got to go to your favorite podcast player. You got to subscribe to the Smitch show. Now it's going to get even better after episode four, because the first four, we're going to slowly try to bring in uh, the unfiltered audience and kind of make sure that everybody's included. And then after that, it's the show is really going to take off, get a leg of its own. And uh, we'd, we'd ask that you not compare this necessarily to unfilter. It's there to replace a show that has left a hole in your heart. And so if you need yeah. something to fulfill the time with, with politics, this is a great way to, to, to do that. But we'd ask that you judge the show on its own merits, mm. not 
as not compare it not to not compare yeah. it to what it was. Yeah, and that's the thing for those of you who are big fans of Chris and and what was the other guy that was Chase. with Chris? Chris? For those of you that are big fans of Chris and Chase, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to replace those guys. Um, there, I, I, I like I say I never had the opportunity to really get to know them or anything like that. But by all the people that I have talked to, say they're great guys and and did a wonderful job. So I'm not trying to 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 replace them or anything like that. I'm just trying to kind of pick up the baton and right. take what they've been doing and, and, and carry it on down the field and maybe even hopefully make it something bigger and better and, and even, even more exciting that you can all be a part of. Outstanding. So yeah, make sure to check out the show. Make sure to subscribe to the feed podcast.theschmidtshow.com. You can paste that right inside of Pocket Casts or uh, what's the one on Overcast, I think is Overcast. the one on, on, on iPhone and, and all of that. And of course, you can download it right off the uh, off the website and we're going to hopefully have them posted, I think, to YouTube. So yeah, make sure the first couple episodes will be in the unfiltered chat room and we'll have that available for you to join. And then after that, I will probably start splitting some of that stuff off and right. we'll look at ways to incorporate Discord or Mumble if you want to join the oh, show right, those yeah. ways. If yeah. you're, you know, if you don't have them, you know, if you can't uh, call yeah, Even if we show. have to go back to the old days and go to Skype or something like that. Is right. Skype an old days kind of thing still? I, th I think so. I think that's, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, Skype was big back in... Yeah, like I, th I mean, I think p some people still use it, but they're do not they? very smart. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's there's better ways to do that. <laughs> they're one of those people that they don't even know they're wrong, so we're right. gonna have to explain it to them. All right. right. So if you're a Skype user, we apologize for your your lack of no, we don't. wisdom. No, we don't. no. <laughs> I suppose we could get one of those old ringy landlines. You know, they were the, the old rotary dial. The guy that's got the zero for the phone number, you just hate that guy. You're like, come on. <laughs> zero, you got to wait for it to go all the way back. So there's a lot of people that are listening. What is he talking? What's a rotary phone? Back when I was a kid, they had these phones that had a dial on them. And that's why you dial somebody's phone number. You had to stick your finger in this little hole and turn the dial and it would go. And then you like if you had the guy with a zero because the zero was the last number. If you had a, I actually had a friend when I was a kid. Their phone number was like, it was like whatever first few digits, and then the last four were like one zero zero nine or something like that. Right. Hated calling that guy because it take you like ten minutes to get his phone sure. number dialed. So anyway, <laughs> sorry, tangents. My, get used to that my, too. my grandparents, uh, they actually rented a rotary phone. So not only did they have the displeasure of using the rotary phone, they paid monthly. <laughs> they paid, <laughs> they made, paid five bucks a month to keep it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like nowadays, like that's like one of my, so I'm a, I'm a fairly techie guy. Like I've actually got a, a mining, a Bitcoin mining machine sitting right, here. Right, yeah, that's project two. After that we're we done gotta, here, we yeah. got to get fixed up. But I've got a Bitcoin mining machine, so I'm a fairly techie guy. I'm not. I'm certainly like, like say, I'm not. I'm not Noah. That's for sure. But I, I still rent my cable modem from the cable company. No, really? Yes, I do. I know. I just, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I still rent my cable modem from the. You've cable got some company. friends at Ultra Speed Technologies. I'll put you in contact with the guy. He can help you <laughs> fix this. So, oh, I want to do mention. I do want to mention that Mike from from Vox Telesystems. Yep. He he's providing us with the phone number. Got us all set up with that. Of course, Noah and and the Ask Noah Show and all the stuff that you do and Ultra Speed Technologies and all the stuff that you guys do. Check these guys out. Go to the. I'm sure if you Google up. Ultra Speed Technologies. I've done it. You'll find it. It's pretty easy if you Google. I don't give out websites hardly anymore. Sure, because yeah, people just can find Google it. it. You'll find it. It's exactly. not that hard. You know how to use Google. Um, and so, and Vox Telesystems. Google them guys up if you need any of that kind of stuff. The, there's there's some really great folks that are helping make this 
podcasts are reality. And like I say, I don't know how about all the Patreon and sponsors and all that. None of these guys are paying me for any of this kind of stuff. And, and in fact, Noah's just doing a bunch of stuff for free for me because he's awesome. And so, yeah, there's just, yeah. Yeah. Make sure you, and do that. And honestly do that with anything, any podcast you listen to, any, any YouTube channel. Seriously, if you're watching a YouTube channel and the pop, the ad pops up, watch the ad. Support it's it's yeah. 30 seconds. That's how these guys get paid. If you skip the ad, they don't get the ad revenue on that. Right. So watch the ad, listen to the sponsors, buy the beef jerky from whatever beef jerky company that sponsors whatever your favorite podcast is. Download what's Audible is the one that everybody. Right, right. Know, go get your Audible slash whatever, you know, favorite podcast. You do all of that stuff. As, as that's I'm a capitalist at, at, at heart. And so do all of that stuff. So support the sponsors. I'm a Formula One fan. So I, I intentionally go out and buy, you know, Red Bull because Red Bull sponsors all kinds of Formula One stuff. I intentionally go out and try to support these sponsors and these companies that support the things that I love and things that I love to do. So right. anyway, that's kind of a side note. But back to back to what you were saying, no, all we get a hold of everything. Podcast.schmidtshow.com. That's pretty much the most important one or just the schmidtshow.com, right? Right. Yeah. So I think that's it. Anything else we need to, to I, talk about? I don't think so. You know what we didn't do, Noah? Hmm. We didn't do an outro. We got an intro. Oh, that's we true. We don't have any outro music. Well, here's what here's we have outro music. Do, Do you we, hear it? You hear it in the it's coming in. You hear it? I hear it. See, there's fading in. Ah, uh, there it is. You hear it? It's jamming. We're jamming out. We add it in post. That's oh. what we're gonna do. All right. Shh. Shh. Don't, don't tell anybody. They'll never know. I feel like I could. I was looking around trying to find a button to push that we could do this again. We could just do the. As we venture. No, actually, if you go to the next button over, there's yep. that's actually some outro music. What's this one? Is this you? Is this the Noah Show outro? No, this is uh, this is one I was using for a special event. But it works. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Fade in. <laughs> kind of feel like I should be should be in a club with like lasers tied to my head or yeah, something. Well, it was kind of made for uh, a techie audience, was it? Yeah. All right, so we'll just fade it out now. There we go. There's that. So, outro music. We'll find us some outro music. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, thank you for everything. And, man, I can't wait to see what this uh, what this ends up looking like. So, that's it. I'm Brad Schmidt. This is the Schmidt Show podcast. And we will see you again next week.